Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I am your host Danny, and today is a solo podcast where I'm going to talk a little bit about living in the present, appreciating where you are and quote unquote watering your own grass which I actually did an email on this morning but I wanted to expand on that on a podcast episode because I think it's a really important topic for pretty much everybody who listens to this podcast and everybody in general because we are often nowadays in this constant state of comparison partially because of social media and the fact that we essentially have access to so many people around the world that in the past we wouldn't have had access to we wouldn't have had the means to be able to compare ourselves to the people we're able to compare ourselves to now because of social media and because of the nature of the world like in the past if you think about when social media didn't exist the only people we would be able to compare ourselves to would be our peers the people around us in real life so our friends our family our work colleagues but now we have social media, we can literally compare ourselves to anyone around the world. And there are some comparisons that can be positive and motivating, but there are some comparisons that can be quite damaging and can really take away from our ability to to live our lives and take away from our happiness. So we need to identify what comparisons are serving us and which ones aren't serving us and create who we expose ourselves to based on that and we also need to make sure that we're even when we have identified which comparisons are positive and which are negative we need to make sure that we're not stuck in this constant state of comparison because that will really take away from our ability to live in the present moment and our ability to feel happy and feel content and feel grateful which are obviously all really important things. Now, before I get stuck into the podcast, anyone who is watching this on video, you will be able to see I am in a different environment. Um, I am renting um, my friend's house at the moment. So that's a little bit of a life update. It's not like a permanent thing for me, but it's sort of the next step in terms of getting my own place and having a little bit more independence so I thought I would update you guys on that um as always if you are listening to this podcast episode it would mean the absolute world to me if you could share that you're listening on your Instagram story and tag me that my Instagram handle is Danny Bosworth that is D-A-N-N-I-B-O-S-W-O-R-T-H and I'm also on Instagram as Female Fitness Podcast so Yeah, it would mean the absolute world if you could share that you're listening on your Instagram story, if you could like, subscribe and leave a review. Um, And thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I appreciate it massively. So now I will sort of dig in. So like I said, I'm going to talk about watering your own grass because the grass really isn't always greener on the other side anyway. And even when, like I said, when you've identified positive comparisons, sometimes it's really easy to think that 
people who have more or have more money or have something that you want it's easier to assume that those people are happier than you when actually we don't know and an example of that is relationships so when for example you're single and when for example you're single and you want a relationship it's easy to assume that everyone who is in a relationship is happier than you when in reality that is not the case and just because somebody is in a relationship doesn't automatically make them happier than someone who is single and when you're single sometimes it might be you might feel like you're lonely at times but there are people in relationships who are just as lonely if not lonelier if that relationship is not actually serving them there's a lot of people that stay in relationships that aren't serving them and they're very unhappy because of that and they feel even lonelier than people who aren't in a romantic relationship and so that is just a friendly reminder of the fact that just because someone has or is in a situation that you're striving towards it does not mean that they're happier and that thing so getting into a relationship in itself is not automatically going to make you happier even if that's a goal of yours getting into the right relationship might but getting into any relationship definitely won't and so it's really important to remember that so that whenever we're going through our lives we don't think oh like they're in this situation that is something that I'm striving towards and so they must be happier than me and it's important to almost not put limitations on our own happiness because it can be easy to think I will be happy when I achieve x y and z or I will be happy when I get into a relationship or I will be happy when I have a house but those things are not automatically going to make you happy they might add to your happiness you might appreciate them you might get short-term satisfaction um, but they're not going to automatically make you happy. You have to almost curate your own happiness and make sure you're able to be grateful for your current circumstances whilst you're striving to achieve more because at- achieving something is not automatically going to make you the happiest person in the world. And it's really important to remember that. And I think that happiness comes from within in a lot of cases. And we also need to identify our own values and make sure that the things we are striving towards are in line with our values and are genuinely going to make us feel more fulfilled, happier, more content. Um, Because if we end up chasing goals based on other people's expectations or based on what we feel we should do, those goals might actually get us further away from happiness if they're not actually in line with what we personally value in life as individuals and what sets our souls on fire. And so it's really important to make sure that you're chasing the right goals for you and you're not just chasing a certain goal because it looks cool on social media or because it's what's expected of you within your family or within your friendship circle. So get curious on what makes you feel good and a little exercise which I sometimes recommend clients do 
is to whenever you notice that you're feeling really peaceful, you're feeling really content, you're feeling really happy or any positive emotion, whenever you notice that you're feeling good within yourself, you're feeling aligned, you're feeling fulfilled, you feel like you've got purpose, you feel happy, you feel loving like you want to be loving write down what has made you feel that way what's made you feel peaceful what's made you feel happy what's made you feel content like you have purpose write that thing down and create almost a list of the things that make you feel good and why they've made you feel good and what you can then do is again you can use that as information when it comes to goal setting to make sure that you're striving towards goals that are actually going to make you feel good. An example might be if you noticed you felt really, you felt on top of the world after going for a run, for example, then you might set a goal in line with that. You might say, okay, I want to work towards running a longer distance or doing a running event, doing a half marathon or something like that. You know that you're going to enjoy that process and it's going to add to your happiness and improve your quality of life because you feel fantastic after every time you've ran. That's an example of how you can use that list. Another example is on a daily basis, if you notice that you're feeling a little bit down, you're not feeling your best, you can refer back to that list and use something on that list to help you feel better because you know you feel good after you do everything that is on that list. An example might be, say you feel energetic and peaceful at the same time after doing a meditation session and you've put that on your list. You can literally do this on your notes on your phone, by the way, so you can refer back to it. If you notice you feel energetic and peaceful after doing a meditation session and aligned, then you might, when you feel low, refer back to that list and be like, right, I'm going to do some meditation because I know that that makes me feel this way and that is how I want to feel. And you can make sure that you incorporate these things into your daily life to have you feeling your best self. So that is a little exercise I would recommend you all do. It is something that I recommend my clients do. And I think it's an incredibly useful tool um, and it's a way of sort of curating your daily habits to make sure that you're feeling your best self as regularly as you can be. And you can also use that list to help you set goals um, that mean you're going to enjoy the process because the things you enjoy, the things that leave you feeling good are involved in the process of achieving your goals. So that's something that I would recommend you all do. On top of that, identify the kinds of upward comparison that are negative that leave you feeling shitty about yourself and identify the kinds of upward comparison that are positive and help motivate you to become better an example is I might listen to a podcast by a podcaster that I think is is great at what they do an example might be Stephen from the diary of a CEO I think he's a great podcaster. I really enjoy the majority of his podcasts. That's not to say I agree with everything everyone says on there because I obviously don't. Um, but I really enjoy his podcast. I think he's a great host and he is someone that I look up to in the world of podcasting. So me comparing myself to him and comparing my podcast to his is a positive upward comparison because it makes me think, what can I do better? 
it inspires me and it motivates me. So that's an example of a positive upward comparison. A negative comparison might be if I was to compare, I don't know, um, say I was to go on social media and I was to compare my body against loads of other bodies of people who are quite similar to me in age and similar to me in terms of their sort of fitness levels and things like that. I might feel quite shit about my own body if I go on social media and start comparing my body to other bodies, which is something that I don't do. But if I did, I would feel pretty shitty about myself. So that's an example of a negative comparison. And so we want to identify this so that we can almost curate what we expose ourselves to so curate the content that we listen to or read or watch um, and make sure that we're exposing ourselves to the kind of things that do motivate us that do inspire us that educate us but not the kind of things that make us feel shitty because we want to make sure that we're feeling as good as we possibly can on a daily basis of course um, and often we just don't even think about this and we allow ourselves to expose ourselves to things that don't make us feel good, which is just ridiculous in reality, especially considering the majority of the people in the world spend at least several hours a day on social media exposing themselves to certain things. If you feel shit every time you log on to social media, you're going to feel shit every single day. And so identify what makes you feel good, what doesn't make you feel good, and then curate your social media feed. So obviously we have the, the power to unfollow people very easily. If you don't want to unfollow the people who make you feel negative about yourself, then just mute them. Um, or you can even just limit your screen time. You can limit your time on social media as a whole. If you find that you're dead scrolling and your time on there is not spent productively. So there are options, either curate your social media feed and make sure that you're exposing yourself to content that makes you feel good, or you could potentially spend less time on social media as a whole. If you're struggling with everything as a whole, you might just need a little bit of a break and then you might want to come back to it. And the reason I suggest potentially coming away from it altogether or reducing your time on it altogether is because sometimes as humans we find that easier we find it easier to sort of go, go cold turkey on something as opposed to still go on social media but just limit our exposure to certain people we find it easier just to go cold turkey so it's an option for some people I personally would just curate my feed and make sure that I'm following people that inspire and motivate me or educate me um, or things that make me feel happy. So for example, dogs and nature in my case, um, and unfollow anyone who whose content I don't want to see, whose content maybe makes me feel negative in any way, shape or form. And it doesn't matter why their content makes you feel negative, just unfollow them because it's your choice who you follow and who you expose yourself to. And it will have a huge impact on your happiness and quality of life. Um, so yeah, curate who you expose yourself to. I personally actually have um, removed the Instagram app off my home screen recently, which has been a real positive for me because I found what I had got into the habit of doing is 
I obviously knew where the Instagram app was on my homepage and I was finding that I was just automatically clicking on it whenever I sort of like whenever I open my phone really if I ever felt an urge to procrastinate like I would open my phone and just click on Instagram and start dead scrolling which is obviously not a productive use of my time so I decided to nip that in the bud and delete the Instagram app off of my home screen and ever since I've done that I have been so much more intentional about my time on the app because I have to actually search for it in my toolbar so I don't just click on it automatically I only go on it if I want to actually reply to messages, if I want to post content, um, or if I want to catch up on people's stories or content that I actually value. So I'm very sort of intentional about my time spent on there rather than just dead scrolling. And that has been a really productive step for me to just remove the app off my homepage. So I'm not just automatically clicking on it. So that's a really, really good thing to do. And you can literally do that by I didn't know you could do this, by the way. I just went on and tried it. I don't even know why, but you literally just go on your homepage, like hold your finger down on the app and it says delete app, click delete app and it will just delete it off your homepage and not off your phone. So you don't have to actually like uninstall it and reinstall it. It will just delete it off your homepage. And like I said, that's been a bit of a, a game changer for me. Another example of a sort of negative awkward comparison and this is an example I gave in my email this morning is I was um walking around a really beautiful lake this morning at 7am so 7 o'clock in the morning went for a really really beautiful walk and it was so nice I took some pictures and put them on my Instagram story as well there was barely anyone else there it was so peaceful and I felt fully content in that moment I was being fully present fully content and I was practicing gratitude for where I was however if I was walking around that lake if I walked into that lake automatically comparing my situation to someone walking around a lake in Iceland for example which is somewhere that I really want to visit I would feel much shittier about my current situation and it would take away from my happiness and my ability to be present in that moment. So that is another example of how comparison can be negative if we're not careful about how we use it and if we're stuck in a constant state of comparison. That is where it becomes an issue. Like like anything, comparison can be good in moderation, but when it becomes excessive and when we get stuck in a constant state of comparison, it becomes very negative, quite damaging, and it takes away from our happiness and quality of life. And so we want to make sure that if we do find we slip into this state of constantly comparing ourselves to others, we snap out of that and we bring ourselves back to the present moment. And things like meditation, deep breathing, practicing mindfulness generally can be really helpful for your ability to be present in everyday life. Um, And they are tools that I recommend to clients as well. But when we fall into that trap of negative comparison or being stuck in a constant state of comparison, it it really does have negative impacts on our lives. And we need to really flip it around and practice being present and practice gratitude for where we're at right now. And that doesn't mean that you have to stay stagnant you can practice gratitude for where you're currently at and you can focus on being present 
and enjoying the present moment while striving to better ourselves or our situation if we want to. We can still strive to achieve goals whilst practicing gratitude for where we're currently at and focusing on staying as present as possible. And actually that is much more productive than striving to change from a negative, unappreciative place. Um, because it means that we get to actually enjoy our lives while striving for progress. And we don't feel like we're not dependent upon our ability to achieve a certain goal to be happy. Um, and that's important, especially going back to what I was saying at the beginning, like these goals, whatever they are, they won't automatically make us happy if we aren't able to be happy in the present moment anyway. And it's really important to remember that. And like I said previously, even when we identify what are positive upward comparisons for us, we don't want to be in a state of constant comparison all the time because it takes away from our ability to be happy in the present moment. Often we either live in the future and wish our lives away and never take the time to be present and to appreciate the present moment or we live in the past and we let past events stop us from moving forwards and neither of those things are productive for our happiness and our productivity what we need to do is focus on being present and practicing gratitude for where we are currently at whilst striving to achieve great things and potentially also whilst working on things that we need to deal with from the past potentially but we don't want to let the past hold us back from moving forwards and we don't want to constantly live in the future and end up living wishing our lives away um, and never being happy because we're constantly setting new goalposts every time we achieve something neither of those states are are productive and so this is why I wanted to talk about this in this podcast like I said I think it's so prevalent today when we have social media because it's so easy to compare ourselves to others and I'm sure that many of you can relate to a lot of what I've been talking about and I think particularly in the past when I used to compete I used to live in the future a lot I was always counting down the weeks and the days until my next competition I couldn't wait to step on stage and then when that day came it kind of felt like a bit of almost a disappointment because a bit of an anti-climax because I'd built that day up for so long and I had just almost wasted time away because I wasn't I wasn't enjoying my days as much as I could be I wasn't practicing gratitude for where I currently was at I wasn't proud of myself for everything that I had achieved to that date because I was just constantly living in the future and wishing for the next day I'd get to step on stage or um, counting down the days months weeks until I would next start contest prep like my whole life was working towards that one day and I never took the time to stop and just appreciate where I was at and live my life to the full. It was just always about the next show. It was always about the next prep. And so I think, again, a lot of you will be able to relate to that, even if you have never stepped on stage. 
um, things like fat loss phases and photo shoot preps can end up being that way as well and can really end up taking away from your ability to live in the present moment because you're so focused on the end goal. Um, and this is something that I really work on with clients now and I think is really important to work on like living your life whilst you're progressing towards a certain goal. So in the example of fat loss, don't put your life on hold to achieve fat loss progress especially if you're doing it and you want to actually maintain progress over the long term if possible you know if you want to lose some body fat in order to improve your health and you want to stay healthy then you need to see it as a lifestyle change and you need to make sure you don't fully put your life on hold to achieve that goal because you will just end up miserable if you do that and you will end up back where you started or in a worse position because you will resent the process. And then when the restraints of fat loss are removed, you will probably end up going the other direction. You will feel restricted and you will go, you'll basically, you won't be able to control yourself around all of the things that you enjoy in life. So like meals out, social occasions, um, food that tastes really nice if you have taken all of the <laughs> taken all of the joy out of your life for the sake of a fat loss goal the likelihood is that you're not going to be able to sustain that progress you're going to resent yourself for doing that you're going to resent the process it's not going to be enjoyable and it's not going to be something that you have any hope of turning into a lifestyle change which is ultimately the majority of the people should be looking at whatever the goal they're achieving whether it's muscle gain whether it's fat loss whether it's improving their training performance or their fitness levels or that just their overall health if they want to achieve long-term success if they want to make you know health and fitness a part of their life they should really be thinking about like yes, I'm going to have to make some sacrifices here, but how can I make it a lifestyle change? How can I look at my daily habits and adjust those so that I can make progress towards my goals without putting my life on hold? And that will enable you to still live in the present moment, enjoy the present moment whilst you're succeeding towards that goal. And it will make the process as seamless as possible. And you'll probably achieve more progress more results because you actually enjoy the process and you're able to put way more time energy effort into that process as a result of that enjoyment so that is something that I think everybody needs to think about so hopefully this podcast episode has been interesting and useful for you guys please let me know what you think drop me a message on instagram at danny bosworth or drop me an email um my website is also dannybosworth.com if anyone wants to check that out. But I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. As always, if you have any requests, if there's any topics you want me to cover on the podcast, if there's any guests that you want to hear from, please let me know because I would love to hear from you. I do this to help you. That is my sole motivation. And if anyone is interested in online coaching, I do have some space available at the moment. So please don't hesitate to get in touch. And if anybody would like any supplements from Fullball, you can use the code Danny10, which will save you a little bit of money. It isn't um, it isn't a commission code, so I don't make money off of that. It is just to save you guys a bit of money and to show that people are coming through the podcast. So thank you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll speak to you soon.